Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go. All right. Go ahead. The time is now. Let's do it. Here we go. This is the Ike Wingate Show. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning. Welcome to Friday, February 23rd, 2024. So glad you're here. Celebrity birthdays this day in history. Random facts coming up for you shortly. How do you survive a cougar attack? Well, we'll tell you how somebody did. Actually, several people did. Uh, Caught doing good later today. A principal kisses a cow for a good cause. A man shoots a gun, or I'm sorry, shows a gun at a grocery store when he's in the 10 items or less aisle. We'll tell you what that's all about coming up. Plus, how much are your daily chores worth in dollars? We'll tell you what most people think. Plus, the hardest working city in America, according to a poll. That and more all today on the show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law online at OzarkJustice.com or call 479-253-1234. And it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays here for Friday, February 23rd, 2024. Dakota Fanning, who plays Sarah Howard on The Alienist, The Alienist, The Alienist. Uh, she's been in a bunch of stuff. She was in War of the Worlds, too, as a younger girl. Anyway, she's 30 today, if that makes you feel old. Emily Blunt, the Rock's co-star in the Jungle Cruise movies, is 41. Aziz Ansari, he was Tom Haverford on Parks and Rec, is 41. Josh Gad, Olaf the Snowman in Frozen, is 43. Kelly McDonald, who is the Widow Schroeder on Boardwalk Empire, is 48 today. Nisi Nash, Deputy Renisha Williams on Reno 911, is 54. Damon John, Shark Tank star, who founded FUBU, is 55 today. Mark Price, who was Skippy on Family Ties, is 56. Kristen Davis, who played Charlotte on Sex and the City, is 59. Tom Bodette, we'll leave the line on for you. I could never do an impression of him. Uh, we'll, we'll leave the light on for you. Well, it's Tom Bodette here. Uh, we'll leave. Okay. Anyway, that dude is 69 today, the Motel 6 spokes legend. Howard Jones, 80s singer, biggest hits, What is Love, Life in One Day, and others, 69 today. Brad Whitford, Aerosmith's rhythm guitarist, is 72. Patricia Richardson, Tim Allen's wife, Jill Taylor, on Home Improvement, is 73 today. And Ed Tutal Jones from the Dallas Cowboys is also 73. And on this day in history... President Calvin Coolidge signed a bill creating the Federal Radio Commission, now known as the FCC or Federal Communications Commission. That happened on this date in 1927. This Land is Your Land, written by Woody Guthrie on this date 
1940. Associated Press photographer Joe Rosenthal took an iconic photo in Japan on this date in 1945. The photo was of the raising of the U.S. flag on Iwo Jima. Let's see here. Okay, back in 1983, the Willie Nelson hit Always On My Mind was Song of the Year. 1983. Eminem released the Slim Shady LP on this date in 1999. The one billionth legally downloaded song was purchased on iTunes on this date in 2006. One billion. The song is... Well, it was The Speed of Sound from Coldplay's 2005 album. And in 2013, The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn Part 2 won Worst Picture at the Razzie Awards. That year's Worst Actress, Kristen Stewart for Snow White and the Huntsman and the final Twilight movie. Okay, congrats to them. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning. Your random facts are here, my friends. There's a Museum of Failure in Sweden. Museum of Failure, which showcases hundreds of failed products. It shows how innovation requires risk-taking and failure before achieving success. Mariah Carey had number one singles for 11 straight years. It started with Vision of Love in 1990 and ended with Thank God I Found You in 2000. The animal that's the deadliest hunter is the dragonfly. They catch 95% of the prey they chase. The deadliest hunter, the dragonfly. After Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe starred in a movie called The Woman in Black. In 2012, it was a remake of a 1989 movie where the star was Adrian Rollins, who played Harry Potter's father in the Harry Potter movies. Kind of complicated there, isn't it? So, Daniel Radcliffe, after Harry Potter, started a movie that was a remake where the original had the same actor that was back in Harry Potter as the father. Okay, there you go. The most used noun in the English language is time. The most used noun in the English language is the word time. Those are your random facts. Good morning. Well, how do you survive a cougar attack? I'm talking about the animal cougar, not the older lady cougar. Five cyclists were attacked by a cougar in the state of Washington, and they survived. How did they survive? They only survived because they were able to pin the cougar down with a bike. So these five cyclists driving down, you know, the trail, cougar comes out, they pin it down with a bike. This is one of the cyclists that was involved. And then uh, a police officer, Sergeant Carlo Pace with Fish and Wildlife Police commenting on what happened. I'm shocked. Never heard of attack of cyclists. The uh, Fish and Wildlife officer uh, shot and killed this cougar before it could do more damage. Uh, they held now with mountain bike. I don't know how they did it, but they did. So you want to act big, you want to make noise, you want to act large, you want to fight back if you're attacked. 
Wow. So those are some tips on surviving a cougar attack. Be loud. So uh, if you're riding your bike, you need to be yelling while you're riding your bike. And if it does come to it, uh, pin it down with a bike. Wow. These five cyclists are fortunate to be alive after the attack of the crazy cougar. Good morning. Ever caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. Well, a big old smooch is what has landed this principal in the news. A principal in South Carolina had to slap on some lipstick and kiss a cow. What would be better, kissing a cow or kissing a pig? I don't know. Either way, he kissed the cow right on the mouth, all for a fundraiser for his school's 4-H club. Hmm. Sounds like some ideas for some of our local principals. This is Principal Kevin Hood talking about keeping his promise and kissing the cow. When I said yes, you know, they, and it was probably about maybe a month and a half ago they came with this idea. Really, I thought I wouldn't win, um, but when I won, you know, I knew I had to do it because it was for our kids. Okay, I wish they would have asked him how, how was it? How was the kiss? You know, the cows have very scratchy tongues, so hopefully there is no tongue. But nonetheless, all for a great cause. If you got a good story out there, email it to show at IkeWingate.com. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, some people take the 10 items or less very seriously at the grocery store aisle. The next time you get annoyed at a store clerk for allowing someone to break the 10 items or less express lane rule, consider this. There's a chance they're being held at gunpoint. A man named Jesse Garrett was checking out at a Schnucks supermarket in Missouri when an employee confronted him. He was in the express lane for people who had 10 items or fewer, and he had more than 10 items. He was confronted. I've never seen that happen before. But rather than move, Jesse lifted his shirt and showed the employee a handgun in his waistband. Hmm. The express lane, is that something you would kill for? I don't know. But the employee obviously backed off, and they called 911. The cops tracked Jesse down. He was still inside the store. He initially denied having a firearm, but the cops found a loaded gun stashed on a nearby shelf in the store behind some candy. Yeah, great place to put a gun, you weirdo. Jesse admitted to brandishing the gun, but said it was just done playfully. He also admitted to lying about having a gun, but he said he had a good reason. He's a convicted felon. He's not allowed to have a gun. Hmm. Imagine that. Jesse is facing at least two charges, unlawfully possessing a firearm and unlawful use of a weapon. Both are felonies, but they decided not to charge him with putting a gun behind the candy. That is stranger than fiction. Good morning. And a very pleasant Friday morning to you. What do you got planned this weekend? You're going to be doing some chores around the house? That's a possibility. Recently, in a new survey, people were asked to put a price on all the chores they do, both around the house and out running errands. The average person says they value what they do in way of chores and errands at $134 a day or $2,000 per week. Yeah. No, 2000 per pay period. So 2000 every two weeks. So four grand a month, basically. Because chores do not stop on the weekends. You know that, right? That would add up to almost $50,000 a year if you had to have someone do that for you. I don't know. Does that seem like a high number, low number? How much would you pay someone to do the chores that you normally do? We're talking cooking, cleaning, driving the kids to school, making sure they get to practice, shopping for groceries, and so on. How much is that worth? Well, according to this survey on SWNS, it's worth 50 grand a year. Hmm. I would say the chores I do are somewhere around $300,000 a year. I mean, uh, it's all about 
quality, not quantity, right? <laughs> All right, good morning. Well, how hard do you work? Do you think that we are living in one of the hardest working cities in America? You know these surveys always look at the big cities out there, right? But you might be surprised at what big city comes in as the hardest working cities in America. Seems like a joke. But this annual study says the hardest working city in America is Washington, D.C. Do you believe that? That doesn't sound right. Can we just... Yes, thank you very much, because that just doesn't... uh... That doesn't sound correct. Anyway, according to this survey, though, that's what it is. Let's try to find out more here. D.C. beat all the other hardworking cities, which didn't have to overcompensate for all the slackers at the Capitol who don't get anything done. Maybe that's why. WalletHub compared the 116 biggest cities in the U.S. using 11 key metrics like unemployment rates, Average work week hours, volunteer hours, percentage of unused vacation time, and average commute. Based on that, the 10 hardest working cities are Washington, D.C., Irving, Texas, Cheyenne, Wyoming, Virginia Beach, Anchorage, Alaska, Norfolk, Virginia, Dallas, Texas, San Francisco, Denver, and Austin, Texas. There were nine cities in Texas in the top 20. The laziest city is Burlington, Vermont. Huh. Detroit was the second laziest, followed by Buffalo. Interestingly, the city that never sleeps, New York City, might be doing a little too much partying. It's 99th out of 116. Wow. Overall, they say the average U.S. worker puts in 1,811 hours per year, 204 hours more than the average in Japan, 279 more hours than the U.K., And 470 more hours per year than Germany. I guess we work more. They play a lot harder in other cities, from what I gather. But America isn't the most hardworking country. That's Colombia, where they work more than 2,400 hours per year than Mexico at 2,226 hours per year. So I I don't buy D.C. being the hardest work. I don't see how that's possible. But uh, what do you think? Send me a text, 870-505-1518. Good morning. Well, in baseball, do you know what the term is for getting hit with a pitch? Getting beaned. A college baseball player named Matt Moschiangelo made his debut for Sacramento State University uh, last week. And he got hit by a pitch seven times in his first eight times at bat. The announcer couldn't believe it kept happening. This is a montage of all the bad pitches. First pitch just hit Massiangelo. Hit for the second time. This one skips in and it got him again. May have got him on the bounce before it hit him this time, but Massiangelo was hit for the third time today. And he just got hit again. That's the fourth time he's been hit today. And he just got hit again. You really can't make these stories up. How was your debut as a Hornet? I got hit by a pitch five times. Did he just get hit again? He did. First pitch. Just got hit again. Guess what? He's going to get hit again. RBI. So congratulations on your first RBI as a Hornet, but he just got hit again. And that hit him. Angelo got hit again. So now that is now eight times in nine at-bats. Yeah, so this was a doubleheader. So in the first game, seven times hit by a pitch in his first eight at-bats. Then in his first at-bat in the doubleheader, he got hit again. So he basically got hit eight times out of the first nine times 
at bat. So you got to wonder, does the pitcher hate this dude? You know, is there some kind of, you know, tension between the two? But apparently not. It was an accidental thing every time. One time, actually, the bases were loaded, so it drove a run in. So not on purpose, but I think the other team needs to get a new pitcher. Good morning. We told you last week about a deer. Was it a deer that got in a house and just, was that last week? Anyway, there was recently some kind of animal that got in the house and then uh, just went crazy, right? Yeah. Well, now there's a badger. Badger, we don't need no stinking badger. Well, this lady's probably saying that. An English woman who came home from work found her home totally destroyed and a hole burrowed into her pantry. This is Charlotte Glazer finding her wrecked home and finding out that it was a badger who did it. Hello, badger. What a mess you made, badger. Just sort of mindless vandalism, I think, is the only way to describe it. Totally trashed all of the back. Wow, that is one of the most, um, you know, non-angry finding of your home destroyed. I think it's because, you know, the English accent, it's, Oh, hello, Badger. Oh, my house is completely destroyed, Badger. Oh, wow, I'm going to, my life is ruined, Badger. But none of it sounds bad because of the English accent, and she says Badger after it. Anyway, there you go. That's your random animal home-wrecking news for the morning. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review. Rate us whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us? Hit us up. Show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.